You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's welcome in Gabe Ramirez, BetQL, 670 The Score in Chicago. We'll talk some NBA and some uh, Bulls with him. Gabe, how you doing, man? Doing fantastic. Hey, you too. Hope you guys are doing great and your bets are falling on the right side. So Gabe, of the market. Yeah, I hope so, man. So tonight's a big night for me. I'm a Bulls fan. It's been five years since they've been in the playoffs. Five years since there's been a home game at the United Center. What are your thoughts on this one tonight? Because I'm a homer, so I bet the Bulls. Trista's on the Bucks money line, which is probably the smart play. We all thought this was going to be a sweep. At most, the series goes five. But then Chris Middleton goes down, which is a huge injury for the Bucks. I think the Bulls got a shot at the UC. I think the crowd's going to be crazy. I'm going with Chicago. What say you, man? Bulls play phenomenal at home, and what you really notice from the Chicago Bulls team is that they kind of found their mojo from midseason. You see Nikola Vucevic hitting his threes where he kind of was struggling towards the end of the season. DeMar DeRozan finally getting back to hitting his mid-range game where, he was so, where we were so uh, comfortable in seeing. And, of course, Zach Levine being more aggressive, getting to the hole. So, yes, like you, my home or heart pumps as loudly as anyone in the entire city of Chicago. I thought the Bulls were going to pull away two in this home stand because I just didn't see them losing eight straight to the Milwaukee Bucks. However, if you look at the line, you know, Ryan, our Chicago fans bet heavy and we love our Bulls. So the fact that the Bulls are still plus money, Makes me a little bit weary that maybe, hey, Vegas and somebody else, maybe the big, the guys, the big sharks know a little bit more than we do. So I would probably lean towards the Bucks. I think this might be the game where Giannis scores somewhere in the 40s. I, I can totally see the game going over just one of those loose games. But in the very end, I don't know if the three-headed monster of the Chicago Bulls can work cohesively in order to get them the victory that they need without leaning on DeMar DeRozan for a second game where he needs to score 40. What do you think that the Bulls uh, have done differently in order to keep up with the Bucks? other than the fact that obviously Chris Middleton goes down with the injury, but even in game one when they were shooting like 36% from the field, which is sort of uncharacteristic of them, they were in it for a lot of that game, especially considering, Gabe, that you know the Chicago didn't really beat any contender this year in the regular season, and then in the postseason all of a sudden it feels like a different game. What are you seeing out there? Trista, I think first you got to look at the defense of the Chicago Bulls. We all talked about what would it look like if Pat Will and Alex Caruso were back in the starting lineup, and we expected immediate results. What we ended up seeing and we're seeing right now is that it's taken them a couple of weeks to get that rotation down where it should be Pat Will back in the starting lineup. So I think it starts with defensive tenacity, and then I think on the other end, just believability or believability, as I should call it. I think these Bulls – they were young. It was a brand-new team. They were beating up on the, the lesser teams in the NBA. And when it, got, when it got time to them to play some of the upper echelon teams, they, they faltered. And I think what yesterday's game and the first game of the series really proved to them is 
we're not just the middle of the road team. We can compete with some of these big dogs. Unfortunately, the Bulls are in a position to face the Milwaukee Bucks without one of their stars in Chris Middleton. It's crazy that we're talking about this like it's actually a series and it's a two and a half point spread. And we could say the same thing really <laughs> about the nightcap tonight, too, man, because like Phoenix, Milwaukee in the finals last year, Milwaukee obviously wins, but Phoenix, I, I thought, I think we all thought Phoenix was just going to kind of like steamroll their way, at least to the Western Conference finals, but now Devin Booker goes down. They're only two and a half point favorites. What are your thoughts on that game tonight and the rest of the series against the Pelicans, especially if Devin Booker's out the, the rest of the series? Ryan, I felt the heartbreak. I was actually in Phoenix when they were making that championship run. I'm not a fan, but I was able to see their heartbreak. It was right. like I was at a funeral watching someone mourn yeah. their, their, their grandmother or something like that. It was pretty bad. And, you know, it, it. listen, we know who Chris Paul is. He can control a game, and he can distribute the ball with the best of them. Unfortunately, he's not going to be able to give it to someone in Devin Booker that can get you a bucket when it counts in the fourth quarter. And you know that's what playoff basketball is all about. And that's why the that's why the Pelicans took advantage of that. C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram playing phenomenal basketball on a roll as of late. And so with this team, it really depends. Can Miguel Bridges really step up and be the player that we've seen him be all year long? A guy that can hit threes, score in the 15 to 20 range, take some pressure off of Chris Paul because he's going to have to deliver. And the question is, can his old legs really hold him down in that game or are the young legs of the Pelicans going to take over? How do you think the Pelicans end up making this a series? Because what we saw was Brandon Ingram going absolutely bananas, 37 points. You know, you've got C.J. McCollum in the mid-range, you know, playmaking for others, getting rebounds, and then, of course, Herb Jones being a defensive demon. Um, how, how do they end up consist- consistently, you know, keeping this thing alive where they can make this a long series? With that, you know, obviously De- the Devin Booker injury is huge, but in terms of, like, what you're seeing, uh, how do they do that? Yeah, I think first it starts with Brandon Ingram. He's a dog. We know it. He can score buckets. He can get them in the NBA regardless of who's guarding him, regardless of how good the defense is. You know he's a dog and he can do it. But I really think the key, Trista, is Jonas Valanciunas. Mm. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Brandon Ingram, and you know he can then give it to CJ to bail you out with four or five seconds left. But how many easy buckets can you get with Valanciunas? Is Valanciunas going to out-rebound DeAndre Ayton? These are the things that you really need to look at and are going to be the difference in this game when you're talking about the big man. If they can isolate or excuse me, if they can neutralize each other, then it's going to lean in the favor of the Pelicans because then now you have McCullum and Ingram to lean on in the back end. And it's going to be a tough night all night long for those guys. they got to come and play hard to play a championship basketball that they were playing last year. Gabe, what are your thoughts on Boston and Brooklyn tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m.? Do you think Brooklyn goes home and at least steals one of these games because they're two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Celtics? The total is 222-and-a-half. Anything you like there? Yeah, you know, I, I love the fact that, that Robert Williams is – they're anticipating him being back in the lineup. Yeah. It does a lot for the Boston Celtics. I mean, for me personally, i got to be honest, guys, I lost a ton of money on the Brooklyn Nets in the first two games because I thought <laughs> there was no way KD and Kyrie were going to lose game one, and I for sure thought there was no way they were going to go down 2-0. So it broke my heart to watch them lose that in the in last quarter. But, again, ultimately, I think if you go big, heavy on Kyrie and KD, I mean, listen, you can go on the unders if you want to, but if you really think in your heart of hearts that these guys are top-tier, you know, best-of-the-best NBA players, they got to come off fine, right, Ryan? they got to yeah. come off scoring some points. So if you want to ride that wave, then so be it. But if you're on the other side of it, like, you know, some people are, and you think the Boston Celtics is just going to have a better team, a deeper team, and they're just better suited to play defense against this particular Brooklyn Nets squad, then you might want to go Boston as well. Let's talk about this uh, Utah Jazz uh, Dallas Mavericks series because 
I ended up getting the Mavs at plus 240 to win the series. I actually forgot about it until I looked at my bet slip today because <laughs> it's now minus 250 instead, the best. Of, instead of plus 250. Um, this team continues to impress even without Luka. Uh, is it just me or have we kind of gotten to a place where there's a revelation that Donovan Mitchell might be part of the problem that's making things worse in Utah? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Isn't it crazy watching Utah get Bogdanovich back and just be like, what the hell is going on over there? You guys, just, you guys were literally two years ago playing the best basketball anyone has ever seen. Rudy Gobert was playing great. Donovan Mitchell was hitting threes out of nowhere, battling against Jamal Murray. And then all of a sudden, you're like, yo, what the hell happened to Utah? Where did they go? Losing games at the end of the season. So it's not something that's just happening now against uh, a team in, in the Mavericks that is, is struggling without their super, or missing their superstar. This has been happening for a while. So if you've been paying attention to the Utah Jazz, you know you're, you're right. There is something that's going there, whether it's Donovan Mitchell not liking the pieces that are there or them just not playing the style of basketball that is conducive to winning – what you're seeing from the Dallas Mavericks, team basketball. Luca preaches it. He's been preaching it. Euro ball, move the ball around. Now that Porzingis isn't here, I get to shoot a lot. But Brunson's been playing well. I mean, you just got guys on that team that really want to win. And I'm as shocked as you guys that they're down 2-1 right now. Great bet, Tristan. That's a fantastic one. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. Uh, what do you think about the Grizzlies-Timberwolves series, man? As last night, the Grizzlies come back. I still I had to go back and watch that game. I still can't believe Desmond Bain just went insane. We in Minnesota man. now. We in Minnesota now. What do you think yeah. happens now? Because I'm on I'm on Memphis in this series. The best thing to happen to me, personally and financially, has been the Memphis Grizzlies all season long against mm-hmm. the spread. But then them dropping game one and us getting them minus 135 in the series. I love it. What are your thoughts, though, the rest of the way? I, Brian, I am just like you. I thought to myself, who are these people that keep talking and saying that Minnesota can challenge them properly? The Grizzlies beat teams without John Morant, with John Morant. They play hard. They have equal amount of energy as the Minnesota Timberwolves. The difference is, and you guys said it best, it's Bain. It's three-point shooting. These guys can shoot lights off from the three-point line. And the fact that they are also young and athletic, says wonders for the team, and ultimately in the fourth quarter, when you can give the ball to John Morant, and he can take the ball to the cup, 
he is going to draw defenders. And what does that do? Leaves everyone on the perimeter wide open for the three-point shot. And when they can drain them consistently, as we've seen over the last three or four months, the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be problems. That's why I have Memphis and Miami as my futures bet meeting up in the finals to pay a ton of money. Gabe, uh, the new news today is another injury bites the dust. Uh, Joel Embiid, they fear, tore a ligament in his thumb, but he's not going to miss any games. So, okay, follow me here. Why in the world, after Devin Booker missed, uh, didn't miss any time because he had a hamstring injury, you had Chris Paul, we don't know all the things that were wrong with him. Yeah. Why are we making this public? Yeah, that's a great that's a that's a great in case they lose of, in the next round. No, I'm just I don't know. <laughs> of what's happening? Well, I think I I think if anything, okay, let's be real, right? It's Joel Embiid, so he's gonna love any drama that follows him, whether it's him MVP talking to Drake stuff. at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, MVP. Like it's Joel Embiid, so it doesn't surprise me that someone is leaking that so that the legend of Joel Embiid can continue throughout this 2021-2022 season. And in the event he doesn't win MVP and his t- and he battles his team to the not only Easter Conference final, uh, Finals, but also the, the NBA Championship. So it'll be weird. I think that's why it comes out in that situation. But, let's, but look, guys, let's talk about this three-pointer that he hit. Whew, Was right, that not man. insane? Like Fade a fadeaway away. leaning to yeah. the left? Like, what? like we're talking about Joel Embiid. We're not talking about some guard or James Harden. Like, it's a seven-foot behemoth that was somehow able to get free on a beautiful play executed and drawn up by Doc Rivers. But that was crazy. Yeah, that was awesome, man. That was a great moment. Hey, really quickly before we let you go, your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors? I mean, this series with the Nuggets is over, man. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites. I think it's a wrap, though. I thought if the Nuggets didn't steal game three, they're pretty much cooked in the series. But uh, how far can the Warriors go with this new lineup, man? Jordan Poole, Steph Curry coming off the bench. We assume he's probably going back to the starting lineup. That probably sends Looney to the bench. Your thoughts on Golden State the rest of the way? You know, I ask myself, who does it say more about? Steph Curry because he's able to come off the bench with complete humbleness, or does it say more about Steve Kerr that's able to, you know, make such a decision that way. But listen, we know Golden State likes to shoot. We know they can knock down the three. We know they're healthy now, obviously, outside of a Wiseman and a Kaminga. But you're looking at this team and you're saying, man, it's going to be tough. To, the NBA is all about outscoring, right? You're gonna, they, they, you know they can play good defense, but can you outscore the Golden State Warriors? It's going to be tough. But And I hope you guys, like me, bet yesterday on the Grizz and on the Golden State Warriors at minus one something, whatever that was, and parlay them together. Because that seemed like free money. You just know you got to give kudos to Jokic. He did a great job keeping his team in there without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr., and keeping them in the sixth seed. But they're just not as good as a healthy Golden State Warriors team. So I expect them to sweep. I expect them to, to even win the next round. But it's just a matter of can they make it to the NBA Finals. they got to keep shooting lights out, right? I mean, what, how else are they going to get to the Finals? Exactly. Gabe, thanks so much, man. Great stuff. That's awesome. Enjoy the games tonight. Enjoy the games this weekend. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks, man. That was great. Gabe Ramirez. Yeah. Check him out. Beck UL, 670 just, the score. Just like, gotta have him back. Talking hoops. I could. He could come and hang out right yeah. here in the middle. Like he has a, very, has a very personable vibe. Could use him in the middle chair. He could be our Jordan Poole while Q's be, out. He's literally our Jordan Poole. He could be and our... And then Q will come off the bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see if he's fine with that role. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's unselfish. fine. Unselfish. You know what? I'll come off the bench. It also says a lot about Jordan Poole that he can't come off the bench without his ego getting involved. Dude, Jordan Poole last night, I had under 20 I told you points. not to. I told you not to, didn't I? Damn him. Damn that team. They're so good. Are you buying in yet? Nope. Come on. It's the Denver Nuggets. It's, you know, and, and I was on with Winkler today, the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Check it out if you're that desperate. 1250 AM, the fan. So he, Desperate for what? He, 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 anything like, I don't know, content. Just content. Content. Yeah. 
he's like he's been ripping into the Joker into Jokic, and I was like, yeah, I get it. Like I get why everybody's ripping into him, but he's carrying eleven G leaguers into the. There, who on that roster do you like? No Bones? one. That's literally the most like media narrative. We just want to find reasons to hate Jokic ever.